Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Crypto Coach Blockchain Wayne with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, helping to make crypto safe, easy, and overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to take crypto mainstream. Today I want to talk about a topic that is kind of near and dear to really why I started this podcast. Um, you know, this is going to be episode 113, so I really want to really go back to the beginning of where I started and really focus on education, right? So this this podcast was designed really to educate people on different things in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space that they needed to know about to make better educated decisions when it came to investing, when it came to security, when it came to protecting yourself from scams. So I really want to make this one really about going back to the basics. A lot of new people are jumping into the space and uh, one of the things that that you know call that you new people will call coming into the space are noobs, right? Sharp for newbie, noobs. So I decided to kind of start trending a you know hashtag send noobs. Uh, sounds like something you may have texted somebody in the past, but new people is really what's going to drive this space as far as a lot of new uh, people coming in, a lot of new institutional money coming in. But it's really, we're going to see the market really heat up when a lot of, when there's a lot of talk, there's a lot of hype. We saw what happened in December of 2017 when that was just basically pure hype and speculation. Uh, but what's happened since then is a lot of these projects have gotten solid working projects in, in order. Uh, Bitcoin is a lot stronger than it was back then. Uh, so, uh, and I'm not talking about price. I'm talking about just the overall network, the mechanics, the way it works. Just so many different things have improved since that that bubble would you know that you call happened at the end of 2017 where we saw Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have this meteoric rise and then drop back down all 2018 which is painful to watch us correct all the way back down to where it ended uh, December where we pretty much saw the bottom in most cases at least when it comes to Bitcoin but if you've been trending on if you've been watching um, other cryptocurrencies what we call altcoins in relation to Bitcoin value when they're paired to Bitcoin value, they haven't exited the bear market yet. A lot of them have really, you know, hit the lowest they've been in their value in relation to Bitcoin. Now, you may have seen their value in U.S. dollar go up, but that's only because Bitcoin has been going up, right? But whereas you may say, you look right now, Bitcoin over the last seven days is up 18%. A lot of altcoins are not up that much. They're up a little bit, but not that much, which means, yeah, they may have gained dollar value, but their value in relation to Bitcoin has really dropped. So... Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that's going to happen. And one thing that really happens when the market really starts to pick up, I get a lot of phone calls. People start looking through the cryptocurrency charts and they see all these, for lack of a better term, cheap coins. And they don't really understand how to evaluate them. So that's one thing I want to talk about real quick is that and then go over some of the basics um, just when it comes to certain things, whether it's wallet security, exchanges to use, what type of wallets to use, who, a little bit of who to follow. Uh, and I'll expand on this into further episodes like I've done in the past, but this is really, if you've been in the space a while, this episode may not be for you, but you know, a lot of times I talk to people even that have been in the space for a little while and I might throw up some suggestions or different tips that they didn't know about, hadn't heard before. So you may catch a nugget here or there. If not, at least share it with somebody new, somebody that needs to, needs to know more about cryptocurrency, wants to learn more about cryptocurrency, right? So we're going to get back to the basics, right? So Bitcoin's been around 10 years now, almost 11. Uh, I say we're coming up on 11, but up in uh, January of next year. But uh, a lot's happened in the space, and a lot of people just don't understand 
how can Bitcoin have value? And what it is, I mean, it's a digital asset. Yes, it is. But it solves a lot of different problems that um, that digital currencies that have tried to be created before crypto before cryptocurrency failed at for, for several flaws that, that caused them not to be a viable solution. One was being centralized, being controlled by a central entity. And then the second one was being an issue with double spin, being able to spend the same balance at the exact same time in two different spots, which would cause... Uh, in essence, like, you know, a negative balance. Uh, so you can't have a negative balance when it comes to a cryptocurrency wallet. So uh, this is something that you, you really want to learn, you want to understand, and we can go into that. So Jan June of last year, I published a book, uh, same name as the podcast, From No Crypto to No Crypto. It's a very short book, uh, paperback, I believe it's still like six ninety nine on Amazon. Um, you can get the Kindle version for three ninety nine, and it's It's a very short read. But it's really designed for the new person, the beginner, just to kind of point them in the direction of some resources. And honestly, I got to go through and make some updates, some things. A lot's changed in the last year, but there's still a lot of good information in that book. I'm not looking to make, you know, get rich off the book, but it's just something that I felt was necessary to really help start pointing people in the right direction. Uh, giving out a lot of promos, sold quite a bit, uh, but it was really just about doing that. And then the podcast was an expansion of that because most people, you may not have time to watch a video. You may not have time to really dig in and read a lot of news articles, but most people have 10, 15, 20 minutes where they're riding in the car. So that's why I created this podcast. The goal for the episodes are usually 20 minutes or less. The only time I really go over that is whenever we're doing some special guest interviews. But let's take a look at some of the basics, right? So wallets is, is the first thing you want to understand. So cryptocurrency wallets is one thing I get people all the time um, asking questions about, is this a good wallet? Is that a good wallet? Uh, and really any wallet where you control the private keys is the best, right? And I'll give you an example, uh, example of a good mobile wallet that you can have on your mobile phone is the Exodus mobile wallet. Also the engine wallet, E-N-J-I-N. -N. Those two wallets are phenomenal. Got great security. You control your private keys, but you're the bank, you're the security guard. So you also can't get lazy when it comes to security. You can't just take um, your seed phrase or backup phrase, which is usually a 12 to 24 word phrase that they give you to be able to restore the wallet if you forget the password. Um, you can't just store that on a computer. You can't just store that in an email. Um, I know someone, a mutual a friend of mine, his friend actually had had, had, a, had a wallet. I'm not going to name which one, but it was it's a very secure wallet. But he stored his seed phrase in his email and also the same password to his wallet was also the password to his email address. So what happened was his email had got hacked. They figured out, you know, his password was compromised on the email and they were able to find other accounts associated with it through the email and be able to drain that cryptocurrency wallet. So you are the vault, you're the security, you gotta protect that. A couple things you can do. One, always write them down on paper. Don't store them digitally on a on the notepad, WordPad on your phone or, uh, or, in, or even in notepad on your computer. Uh, one of two things, one being write them down on paper, keep a notebook in a safe somewhere and have multiple copies where if something happens, uh, it's protected, right? Fireproof safe, something happens, you can still access it. But also uh, there's a device you can get um, called Safe Ledger, safeledger.tech. If you go to our website, you can either order, it looks like, a, well, it is a flash drive that has a program on it that allows you to store your private keys and backup um, seed phrases. Uh, in your, you know, in, on that flash drive, which is encrypted and removed from the internet. Now, every time I use mine, I disconnect my computer from the internet beforehand. 
Um, probably just being overprotective, but you don't want to get too lazy when it comes to your cryptocurrency. And you can find that on safeledger.tech. You can either buy the flash drive and they'll send it to you, or there's a lower price option where if you already have a flash drive, I recommend one that you haven't used before, then you can just buy the program and download it to the, save it to the flash drive and be able to, to do that. So um, that's, that's what it comes to wallet security. Those two are the best ones when it comes to mobile. Uh, you may think, you know, some people you will, will tell you in the beginning they store cryptocurrency on Coinbase or Gemini. And don't get me wrong, guys, uh, you know, that's a great entry point for people. Now, a lot of people that have been in the space for a long time will, will flat out warn you, stay away from Coinbase, stay away from Gemini, control your private keys. But we've got to be honest with some people are not ready to control their private keys yet. So we want to make sure we at least direct them to legitimate sites, legitimate resources, where yes, as you learn more about crypto, you need to protect it, move it to a wallet that you control everything. Um, but Coinbase and Gemini are easy entry point for many people to buy when it comes to crypto. And there's a lot more options coming available. Just make sure you research and figure out what's best for whatever country you're in, wherever you're listening from, make sure that, that it's legit. I'm talking what I know from the US, Coinbase, Gemini, um, both, both have the options to purchase crypto and make it very easy. Uh, sometimes I'm trying to get somebody new into crypto. If they already have the cash app on their phone, I'll just challenge them to go in the cash app and buy Bitcoin. Now, the next lesson down the road is to teach them how to move that off of the cash app and put it into a wallet they control. But people, their people's um, interest in an asset tends to increase once they once they own some of it, right? They want to know what's going to happen with it. When should I buy it? When should I buy more? When should I sell? If they want to know that, then they need to really uh, educate themselves, and that's what this is about. So um, other wallets you can look at. So Exodus, which I mentioned earlier, also has a downloadable wallet for your desktop. Uh, it is they they can both be found Exodus.io. You can go there, download the, either the mobile wallet uh, app or you can download the desktop uh, version to your computer. The safest and most secure wallet that you can have out there right now would be is going to be. Uh, your Nano Ledger X or Nano Ledger uh, S's uh, or your Trezor wallets. Those are what we call cold storage wallets. They may either look like a flash drive. The Trezor is a little bit fatter than what a flash drive would look like, but it's it's a digital device. Plugs into your computer, allows you to be able to store your crypto off, you know, offline cold storage, which is why it's called a cold storage wallet but that allows you to be able to protect your assets. Now, here's how I tell people to look at it, right? So when I look at, so my desktop wallet, my desktop Exodus wallet, that is something where I have a decent amount of assets. You would think, okay, if you had, you know, a spot in your house where you would keep maybe a few hundred to a few, you know, thousand dollars, two thousand dollars at the most um, stored that you didn't want to have on your, you know, in your, in your personal wallet, your physical wallet, when you're walking around with you, I'm just comparing this to regular cash and, I don't like to do that a lot, but most people understand that. So, um, you know, you would have you would have that in in a little lockbox or something, right? Um, versus the more you know, the big money. Like if you've got thousands of dollars, you would want that in a vault in a safe and secure place. That's your cold storage wallet when you compare it to crypto. But you want to be out and about, and eventually, you know, hopefully your goal is like mine that one day, you know, when when the crypto that we've invested in is worth a lot. Um, of, of whatever, we don't have to cash it out to another to another currency to be able to use it, that we'll just be able to spend it, right? So uh, to be able to have that on a mobile wallet is going to be key. So I compare what, what's on my mobile uh, crypto wallet as to what I would normally keep maybe saying in my physical wallet in my pocket, right? 
I had a few hundred dollars on me. I may keep that at the most just to walk around with, but the rest of it's back at home, safe and secure where it's supposed to be. And that's really what it is about crypto. The good thing is, is you can link into these wallets uh, that may hold more if you need to access more from home. So you basically become the bank. Uh, you can't have your assets frozen. You control it. That That's the key when it comes to crypto. Um, so understanding that, understanding when you, know, when you control your private keys, uh, those wallets that you control. And what is a private key versus a public key? So your public key is if, you, if I wanted you to send me Bitcoin, I would share my public key with my public address. I don't care who deposits in it. If you want to deposit, go right ahead, right? So that one can be made public, whereas my private key, that's the one that gives access to the wallet, allows me to be able to control what's in there. And that's what you don't want to share with anybody. Uh, you know, I always found it kind of silly. Like when, so when you go into a bank and you're looking to make a deposit of cash, uh, or, or deposit a check into an account. Uh, they always want an ID to make sure that you, you're the right person that's supposed to be depositing into that account. Now, quite honestly, if somebody, some random person wanted to go into the bank and deposit money into my account, I don't care. Yeah, sure, stop them from withdrawing, but they can deposit as much as they want. That's really, as silly as it sounds, that's how it is when it comes to the banking world, but crypto allows you to have those two different wallets. So uh, making sure you're protecting that. Also, one thing we look at in, in the next future in future episodes are, you know, not all altcoins are created equal. Now, altcoin is anything other than Bitcoin, right? And and there's a different terminology. You'll hear coins and tokens, and uh, really, we'll you know dig into that a little bit more too. But coins are basically anything that ha is running on its own blockchain, right? Ethereum, uh, the Ether Ethereum, the token. I mean, I'm sorry, the coin should I say is on the Ethereum blockchain. It's on its own blockchain versus a lot of other tokens are built on the Ethereum blockchain, hence why they are called tokens, because they don't have their own their own chain that they're built upon. But not all altcoins and alt, you know, alt tokens are created equal. Uh, there's a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of, for lack of a better word, what's been called shit coins, right? Coins that, that coins or tokens that have been created that don't, aren't really special, don't really serve a whole lot of purpose, and they're probably going to die a slow and miserable death but there are a handful of altcoins that you really want to be paying attention to. But right now, when you're looking at the market, Bitcoin is almost 70% market dominant. 70% of the total market is Bitcoin value. Bitcoin is strong. It, everything else is taking a backseat right now. So whether you got solid projects or not, unless you're just accumulating for the long term, you want to look at where the market is hot, right? So then you look at where to buy and sell crypto. I mentioned Coinbase. I mentioned Gemini. I mentioned Cash App. Those are some of the ones in the US and there's there's other exchanges that allow that you can trade crypto on that that you you know can really get some more resources and, and learn learn where to go right so and then you know something else for for new people one thing I recommend anybody getting into crypto is go to YouTube and search up Andreas Antonopoulos if you go to if you find Andreas Antonopoulos's YouTube channel look at his videos this is one of the probably one of the <clears throat> smartest guys in the crypto space um, really has some great videos educational videos he talks a real monotone talk but it, it's real clear-cut concise there's no hype there's nothing there's nothing um, you know nothing about it that would that would throw up any red flags this guy's done nothing but educate a lot of people when it comes to crypto and as somebody that I looked up whenever I first got into crypto so make sure you find you know find him on YouTube and also some some resources you can also look at so you've got Coindesk and Cointelegraph, Coindesk.com, Cointelegraph.com, fairly decent news sites. I'm not, you know, a big fan of news sites because we're yet to see like an impartial 
um, new new source out there. But there's some other ones out there that really push a lot of junk, push a lot of crap. Um, we'll have clickbait titles that just make you click on them, uh, whether it's to spread fear or, or or drive hype in the space. It's you know that that's something that that you want to avoid. So at least those two are fairly decent when it comes to news. And then also have a website to be able to check and learn more. So I recommend two different ones, uh, coincheckup.com and coinmarketcap.com. They, they have similar features, but they also have some different features. They will you know show you the list of cryptocurrencies ranked by market value. You can sort that any which way you want. Uh, other than market value, uh, you can learn more about the token supply, which is something you want to look into as well. Uh, that I'll talk about. I've talked about in past episodes. I'll talk about in future episodes. As people think, oh, Bitcoin's already right now what eleven thousand four hundred uh, as of right this minute, and oh, this other one's only a few bucks. What happens if this one goes up to the same price as Bitcoin? Well, what if there's a thousand to ten thousand more uh, tokens or coins available than than there are Bitcoin? Right. So uh, it's it's more than just about a cheap price. It's really about the price um, by the supply and then what's the demand for it, which is why, you know, you hear some of these outlandish people saying that or may sound outlandish at first saying Bitcoin's going to 50,000, Bitcoin's going to 100,000, Bitcoin's going to 250,000, right? And those are some very well-respected people in the financial world that, world that have been saying that because they understand economics, that there's only a limited number of Bitcoin and what's going to happen when the masses really start moving and you've got way more than 17 to 21 million people wanting to own Bitcoin and there's only a set supply of, of coins out there. So coin market cap, coin checkup, you can go into each individual cryptocurrency. You can click on the resources, learn more about it, what it was intended for. What I like about a coin checkup is they also link videos. So there's a video about that. So if you go to the Bitcoin one on coin checkup, there's a two minute video explaining what Bitcoin is. So if you're talking to somebody and they can't wrap their mind around what Bitcoin is and you don't know how to explain it, send them there, have them just watch that video. It really just links them, I think, to the video that's on Bitcoin.org. But it's just one clear-cut place because as I was going through this with a new person the other day, I was able to show that person, hey, look, this 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 one right here, click on this, boom, and then, look, here's a video where you can learn about it. So uh, those are different things you can do. Uh, it'll also show you what exchanges it's on. Some people, you know, one of the first things I would get from all kind of people in crypto was, where do I buy this crypto, that crypto? They hear a friend talking about it. They hear somebody saying it's going to be the next big thing. And if you go to Coin Checkup or Coin Market Cap, you can click on markets and it'll tell you the exchanges that is being traded on. Then you just got to see if those exchanges are open in your area. And also stick with the exchanges with, with the highest volume. Uh, you really don't want to stay away from low volume exchanges. If there's no liquidity on exchange, it doesn't matter what the price is. If you can't get a buy order in or once you buy it, if you can't sell it, then that's a problem. It doesn't matter what the price is. So, uh, you know, ho hopefully this, this episode was helpful. It's really been on my mind lately. Um, also, if you're not a member on Facebook, go to Crypto Coin Trader Facebook group. I'm one of the moderators in that group. We've got over 115,000 people in that group. And it's something that there's really been a lot more focused lately on educational content. We've got a couple of guys in there that are really great at sharing charts and technical analysis. And guys, technical analysis is not to predict where it's going. It's really to have enough facts to know the different indicators that could show you, hey, we could go this, we could go that. So a lot of people get a lot of hate on their technical analysis when, when people say, oh, you're not really calling anything. You're just saying it could go up or it could go down. 
And that's not the point of technical analysis to say for sure it's going up, for sure it's going down, but really to have a better educated decision of it. If this happens, it's going to go this way. And if this happens, it's going to go that way. So uh, we've got that and we're going to have some more educational videos and different things popping up. Uh, I've got, you know, this podcast that I do. Uh, one of the creators of the Crypto Coin Trader Group just started another educational podcast, which I'm going to promote as well. I don't look at it as as um, competition. It's a uh, Bitcoin radio. If you haven't found it, find it on. It's pretty much on all the major platforms. Um, but that is just another platform, another outlet for you to learn and hear from different people in the space and learn what's going on. That's really what the goal is, right? If I want my crypto assets to grow, we've got to get more people into the space. Um, break down the barriers that make it hard, hard for people to get into. So that's it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for listening in and we will catch you on the next episode.